people leave pakistan people don't come back to pakistan majority of the time especially as artists very few choreographers or dancers would deem to come back so i came back knowingly choosing that this is a virgin land now when i say virgin land the kind of training that i had the kind of exposure that i had i was confident that i'll bring it to pakistan and it will benefit the country so i came with my own aesthetics prior to me the aesthetics was kind of getting a little old school because the film industry was dying and there was no films being made so i came in the transition period and in that transition period i got a head start in doing um, you know bollywood musicals and things like that so when i was doing all of these commercial bollywood work here simultaneously i was going to mazars and and being called to come and dance with them so every time i would go at night and i would just kind of do a little smoke up session with them <laughs> um you know that would just that would take my mind into another space that why are they calling me you know what is the reason behind it how, how come nobody else gets called uh why do i get called to dance with them so that connection became a bro connection you know hey bro what's up you know let's kind of hang out with each other as musicians as artists now commercial side was all about surviving all about being popular being really you know being in the film industry dancing choreographing keeping up with ideas so these both things were happening simultaneously but whatever whatever thought came to me i let it come i let it flow i didn't i don't like controlling it i don't like waiting for it i want as it's as it's coming i'm letting it out letting it out and in that letting out i ended up being equally um busy with both worlds first of all thank you for uh connecting and reaching and uh and appreciating the you know what makes us unite um my name is wahab shah i'm a dance choreographer a director an actor um and a producer i am based out of karachi um pakistan um i actively work in uh film television uh drama and as well as running my own dance company and that produces uh x amount of uh, you know um uh, repertoire which is based around sufi um thoughts and sufi uh, dance it's a, and it's a you know and then if i go back further i was born in uh, dera ismail khan which is a small town up north or it's actually a small city up north of pakistan um uh and from the ai khan uh, as kids we moved to punjab uh, and uh, spent a little bit of my childhood here up until the age of about 8 9 and then we migrated to australia um that's where i went to school that's where i got the exposure of performing arts because my father was a singer so he uh, used to run a community radio station a community channel a, tele- a tv channel uh, he used to write at the newspaper um and he was an active singer as well so i had always been this uh, connection to the arts from like that age 
um, but never actually thought of becoming an artist um, up until like probably at the age of like 17, 18. Um, yeah, 16, 17. My father was my main inspiration and how I was explored was also by my dad. I was just dancing in my room one day, uh, locked up and you know, he comes and kind of knocks and just peeps, doesn't say anything. Um, you know, he's like, okay, whatever. Um, and then a few uh, weeks later, you know, my dad tells me that, oh, you know, listen, there is this audition happening um, for an Indian theater play. So why don't you go and audition yourself? And I was like, okay, can I? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I went, uh, I auditioned, I got the role of Krishna, uh, had to do nothing, just stand there. And the other girl was just, you know, Radha was kind of dancing around me. Uh, I had a little bit of steps and kind of just, you know, it was when I performed it, I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of nice. You know, it feels nice. Uh, so that feeling nice got me curious about who I am, what I want to do. And when I started searching, I got to, uh, you know, I got to know that uh, that was around, you know, the year 2000, yeah, 99, 2000. That's when I graduated from high school. I did my HSC. Uh, so year 2000, that was happening. So when I started searching, uh, you know, dance companies came up. I started kind of getting intrigued about it. Then I would go and watch shows and I would, you know, do stuff like that. So my dad knew that obviously I was getting active uh, working, did a bit of modeling, you know, things like that. Um, and then eventually when I got to um, the 2003, uh, before that I had, uh, you know, I, I got a, a bachelor's in performing arts, which is in acting. And I went to Sydney Dance Center to learn contemporary dance. And I did a whole heap of other dances as well, like Bollywood, salsa, whatever I could get my hands on. And just part-time dancing, doing some dance gigs, as they say, when you're young you know, just dancing at a club or a restaurant or whatever. And then eventually I set up my own dance company in 2003 with, with a few friends. So we started performing with uh, Bollywood superstars as backup dancing in their concerts. Um, and one thing led to another, did like all these big Bollywood names, Balwinder Safri, Jazzy B, Usha Uttar, XYZ, AR Rahman. And 2006 is when I came to Pakistan. And I've told you guys what I do in Pakistan. I hope this intro is not too long. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And, and as I keep listening, I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. how, did you, how did you find me? As in... I was doing some research for one of my projects. The fusion of contemporary dance and traditional dance in countries like you know like Iran, Pakistan, uh, also in India. When I saw your work and you were dancing in this kind of like square plaza, and um, and you had this amazing beautiful dress, and um, and also like um, the 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 filming was also really really beautiful, and you were moving in such a magnificent way. Like I don't know, it just felt very divine, godly to me. Wow, that was interesting. Actually, that was very interesting to kind of and. You know, uh, it's it's funny that you've um, how you've mentioned it and how you've kind of perceived it. Uh, it's I'll I'll tell you a little backstory about it. Right, um, a few years ago, I mean, for about four or five years ago, I was in England um, and I met uh, the manager of Akram Khan, um, Farooq Chaudhary, uh, <clears throat> and I'm sure you know of Akram Khan, right? So. 
uh, Farooq, uh, when I met him four or five years ago, uh, and I, you know, I was like, I was of the opinion that, you know, <clears throat> me being from Pakistan and Pakistani arts and Pakistani arts has to go out on a platform where people should be able to experience it, see it, you know, that Pakistan is much more than, you know, what they say about us. It's a terrorist country. We're not all about mountains, uh, you know, about like people with turbans and beards and Kalashnikovs and this and that. So there's much more to Pakistan. Um, so with, the, with this notion, I went uh, and I spoke to Farooq. Farooq is also Pakistani, by the way. Um, uh, so I had a conversation with him, a really long conversation, and I'm like going on. I'm like, you know, listen, Pakistan this and Pakistan that, and I'm an artist and X, Y, Z, and it has to bring, it has to be brought to the public platform. He was having his coffee, having his yogurt. I still remember that. He had his yogurt and coffee, and then... Um, he goes to me, okay, so let me rewind you back. And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, if, um, what's the reason that you're meeting me? What's, what's your prime focus? And I was like, I'm an artist and I would like to um, perform and I would like to be represented. So he's like, okay, so what you have to do is focus on what you do and try and do and be the best in that and work on your craft and really just be yourself and then eventually if you end up being successful or if people see you they would want to know where this person is from they would want to know you know where is where, where does he belong to ah right so he belongs to pakistan then eventually your country will be uh, will also benefit from it so don't wear this or oh, look at me poor me from a third world country pakistan and nobody sees me notion take that notion and take it chuck it away and focus on your art and, you know, wherever you get the opportunity to, um, uh, you know, put it forward or, or learn about it or, or do things. And I was like, that's a good advice. Um, so around that time is when I was in London, obviously. Uh, uh, I think it was the trip afterwards. Yeah. The trip afterwards, I was there to perform at a, like, at a show at like an awards function, which is a very commercial film award show. And I had a few days, so I met a friend of mine, um, uh, Yasmin, who is a friend now, but at that time she was a stranger to me. So I met her at like a, like a social gathering party. And, you know, she's talking about, oh, you know, I'm bringing Abu Farid Ayaz. They're, Abu Farid Ayaz are like um, the Kawals, uh, you know, the classical um, folk. I don't know, Kawali is, uh, is, a, is like a divine... Um, uh, uh, how, how, I don't know how would, how would you put it in English, but it's all about uh, praising the God and uh, prophet and, you know, everything. And then they, it's all in music. So they are famous for that. Anyways, so she's like, I'm bringing them to England. And I was like, oh, okay. So I've toured with them. So I was like, oh, I, had, I was touring with them. And she's like, oh, so who are you? And I was like, well, that's me. I'm a dancer. So we got connected. And then one fine day, I was in London. So, you know, she calls me up and we messaged each other. And she's like, oh, look, I teach at London and Islington College. Uh, um, would you like to do a, a lecture demonstration on Sufi dance and Sufi uh, uh, thoughts? And I was like, why not? So I put on my costume. I had my costume with me because I was there for another event. But I took the costumes with me. So I take those costumes. I put it on. I go. And in the, in the break time, I read about Baba Bullesha. Baba Bullesha is a Sufi poet. I read about him. Uh, to the uh, to the audience, and then I performed his uh, his poetry, which is that particular performance. So I performed it in London and Islington College. From there, 
another friend said, listen, and Yasmin said, okay, listen, why don't we take a boombox and go to Camden Town and do this on the streets and let's go to South Bank and do it on the streets. I was like, great. Her name is uh, Aisha, Aisha Khan. Um, so Aisha and I are on the tube, you know, we're dragging our boombox and I'm wearing my costumes and walking through London and talking and people are looking at me thinking, oh, what a colorful personality. People are waving at me. Up until that time, I hadn't realized that how much of an impact I was creating just walking on the streets and people were noticing me because I was so used to Pakistan and we see this every single day around us that those, that color palette, that fabric, those, everything is around us. So for us, it's like normal. Um, so then anyways, we, we get to Camden town and we put the boombox on and we start dancing. I start dancing and she filmed it. Aisha filmed it and she, uh, she put it up on the internet. When she put it up on the internet, it just went crazy viral uh, in Pakistan as well. People, you know, were sharing it. Is that the initially video that there was yes, that's the video that you saw. So it went crazy viral in Pakistan. Millions of people saw it. I got I got featured on the on news. I got everywhere. I got international shows offer. I toured America with it. I came back to England. I did performances there. I went to Australia. I did performances there. Um, so what happened with that with that video? It just you know just went viral, and that's how you saw it as well. Another reason it went viral in Pakistan was they, some people kind of started associating it. One person actually uploaded it and titled it Zulfikar Ali Bhutto Jr. Dancing in the Streets of London. Zulfikar Ali Bhutto is, I don't know if you know of, about politics of Pakistan. No. Um, so this video also had a, has a political uh, thing behind it as well. Um, see how everything is connected. It's so interesting. So Benazir Bhutto was the first female prime minister of a Muslim country. Uh, she became the, the first female prime minister in ninety in 90s. Her father, Zulfikar Ali Bhutto, Zulfikar Ali Bhutto was a revolutionary, as some you know, people claim uh, that he was a revolutionary um, uh, politician who, um, you know, who, who kind of it was very futuristic and, and very liberal. Uh, in his time, you know, a lot of good cinema was being made, a lot of other things. So a lot of development was happening. So her father was the prime minister of Pakistan in the 70s. And he was executed by uh, the general at that time. And the general uh, executed him and... You there? Yeah. The general executed him and, and then he ruled the country. And he, his family was all, you know, taken out of Pakistan. Uh, uh, Bhutto's family was taken out of Pakistan, which was Benazir. And so Benazir returned and uh, became a prime minister. So her brother's son is also a performer, but he lives in, in America. So people thought that, you know, he was performing. And people started saying, look at the political families. They've, they are, uh, they've, they, you know, they're so broke now that they have to go and beg on the streets of London. So this guy is actually Zulfikar Ali Bhutto Jr., the politician oh. legacy, uh, the politician legacy, and look at what they're doing right now. And that was another reason. There was another debate on it in, on social media that if he is or if he's not. And that debate was crazy as and I was getting pulled into it as well. Um, so that's, I'm saying it, that was the political impact of it. Now you saw the, the spiritual aspect of it.
right? Or what you connected to you as, as per your words, uh, you saw a, a spiritual action to it, which essentially it is. It is all about that. You know, when I perform, I perform it from an angle where it is something original that we've created from Pakistan and it's my identity. It's the palette of Pakistan. That's what Pakistani colors are. And that fabric in particular has a dialogue itself. The fabric that I'm wearing, uh, it's, it's called uh, Rilli. Uh, that's, the, that's the name of the fabric. And it's exclusively made in India, Pakistan, in the border region of India and Pakistan. And it's actually a fabric that was designed originally, originally by the gypsies. Um, so the gypsies used to travel and because they had limited resources, so whatever clothing that they had left over, you know, from whatever thing which was ripped or whatever, what they would do is they would cut the, the good part of the clothing and the other part of the clothing and they would stitch different fabrics together and create like a one big fabric out of it. Uh, so that was hence the word rally. Rally means um, rally milli, as in, you know, complementing each other. So that fabric is rally and it's Pakistani and it's, it's very Sindhi. Um, very so well. It's Sindh. Sindh is a region in Pakistan. It's a province. And that's where Rally is made. So there is also that angle to it as well, that there's a fashion angle to it. And there's a spiritual angle to it. Then there's a patriotical angle to it. There's a political angle to the performance. So tell um, me about the, the patriotic angle to it. Yeah, so the patriotic angle from my end is um, when I moved to Pakistan, I had decided even prior to coming here, I always had thought that I would try and create a modern um, uh, side of Pakistani because we have our folk dance, we have our classical dance, then we have our commercial dance, which is in the film industry. Generally, a country is predominantly kind of known by its cultural diversity. Uh, and, you know, there is a contemporary aspect to it as well. You know, I used to always, uh, when I was living in Australia, Australia's national uh, Australia has a ballet uh, a company as well, um, you know, Sydney Ballet and there's, uh, you know, all these different ballet companies. Then it has a contemporary dance company, which is a folk contemporary dance company, which is called Bangara uh, Dance. Uh, and there are other dance companies as well. So they represent and they're backed up by the government uh, and supported by the government, just like in England. Um, they're supported by the government uh, to produce an X amount of work. In Pakistan, unfortunately, the government and, you know, they don't really fully support uh, uh, arts and performing arts and dance in particular. Uh, there's no concept of it. So I wanted to create a dance style which would be, which would be contemporary, which will, have, uh, which will have a different type of dialogue to an outer audience. And I think, and I think you, interviewing, you interviewing me or you finding me um, in that aspect is kind of a mark or, or, a, or a stamp on the fact that, you know, whatever I thought or whatever I had envisioned is actually, you know, it actually has an impact that people are noticing it. You know, you and I are complete strangers. We just are first time we're meeting and talking about it. But what connected me, what connected the two of us is the dance form. And then you had to find out where is this person from. And just before, when, just when you called, you couldn't even pronounce the name of the city that I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
And so I know, you and were I know, intrigued. And I know um, about Pakistan, I know what maybe I've heard from the media a little bit, you know, yeah. like, as you were saying before, like um, my connection to your work wasn't yeah. like even it was it was you that moment your your the whole expression of what you were doing and um, and of course I mean uh, where you come from and your identity that's part of what you were expressing that part and, yeah, and, that, and that and and that's the the next. A question that I would like to, to ask and I would like to explore with you about your identity because I am listening to you talk and I hear that you were talking about how you wanted to bring dance to Pakistan culture and Pakistan people yeah. in a way that was new to them. So can we start by understanding what is dance for them and what you are bringing that is new to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So uh what is dance to pakistan and pakistani culture is it it varies you know it varies from um region to region uh person to person uh but collectively if we were to talk about it uh, you know not generalizing it but i for the you know for the sake for the argument's sake i have to generalize um majority of the people in pakistan don't really appreciate uh, the art form, um, or don't even think that it actually has that, you know, uh, beauty or, or anything to do with uh, storytelling as such. And the reason behind it is because the Indian, uh, because we are so embedded in hating each other as in hating each, each, each others, uh, in the sense that India and Pakistan, like, you know, they hate each other. Um, the governments do, there are political reasons to it. Uh, but people don't really do. Now, in that, in that hate speech, what happens is that uh, the Pakistani side is Muslim and the Indian side is Hindu. Now, in, in, in the Hindu tradition, uh, you know, they perform the Mahabharat and the, the aspect of performing arts, especially dance in particular, is looked at very sacred. You know, they, they keep it very sacred as if dance is uh, an art form and it has to be respected and it has to be taught and it has to be learned and it has to be performed with the integrity, the classical art forms we're talking about. Now, bringing that argument to Pakistan, when you bring it to Pakistan, because we're predominantly Muslim, um, the concept of, um, you know, music and dance and theatrics is generally not really supported. Um, you know, in, in, a, in, in Pakistani context. So hence, dance kind of took a shape of its own. Now, because it's not generally accepted, when I say generally accepted, I, I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm generalizing for the sake of argument. So there are different types of sects. Now we talk about different, uh, uh, dissecting the society. So within the society, there are all sorts of people. It's a huge country. It's the seventh largest country in the world with such a huge population. So we have a population a sect of population which is very secular. Um, you know, they, they are open to ideas, they're open to discussions, you know, there's dialogue, then there's music, there's theater, there's dance. Hence, people like me and the artists like me are surviving in a country like this, which is so conservative. Now, the other side is a super conservative um, side. The super conservative don't approve of, uh, you know, performing arts uh, as, a, as a career, as a career choice or even, um, 
you know to kind of really uh, say that uh, that you know it, it has an impact and the reason they do there are religious majority is because they think this art forms especially dance is all about hindus it's it's the hindu people and it's their influence so if a muslim does it um, you know it's just not right for for them to be a muslim and be performing as such so do you un- do you understand the crux of the yeah um, um, you know to, the, to get an idea yeah yeah so now what happens is that in in this entire fight or war um the identity that i choose to pick up is the identity of the folk uh, the identity of the sufi now this country pakistan is also a land of the it's a sacred land you know it's a land of the mazars mazars are like the sufi shrines so it's a land of shrines there'll be shrines every 20 30 km you drive there'll be a sufi shrine there'll be a good person who is buried there um you know who taught uh, equality who taught justice who taught humanity humility um you know who was a preacher of god's you know words and they told people to be humble about things so that is also very much part of the society now so i choose to borrow from that truth um of being humble and 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 you know kind of um uh, uh, finishing your own ego and cutting down on that so i borrow from that then i borrow from the cultural aspect now the cultural aspect is the color palette the physical color palette that i see in pakistan made be the costumes made be the fashion sense um made be how we celebrate when we go to the weddings uh, and when we go to these sufi shrines all of these shrines are decorated in a, in such a way that they look very elaborate and very delicate and very colorful um you know they're very much like the hindu uh, temples in in india at the end of the day we're all same people it's just the politics and the hate um that is so huge that it kind of you know puts a, a really thick glass between us but it, we exist like each other anyways so i when i choose to pick up from from these things and i come from a training which is very western my clarity is very clear you know my my brain is very clear because living in australia and living in a western world you know you're you're allowed to have a dialogue you're allowed to speak you're allowed to express you're allowed to learn and you know be yourself and i think that that openness has allowed me to really um you know come to pakistan and be clear about what i want in life and because i i had made my choice my conscious choices i made in a very open country in australia and those conscious choices are helping me um excavate the beauty of what pakistan is what my identity is as my forefathers were as i was uh from pakistan and take it outside and export it to the world um so that's how i choose to express you know what i am and how i relate Wow. This is um this is very special to me. I have to say that today I was feeling a bit, you know, like not, my life is fine, everything is fine, but I was yeah. a little bit like I I just want I I I was missing an interesting conversations. I was missing that connection where you know when 
you're having a conversation with someone and you feel like your whole world is just like opening and, and you feel so <laughs> That's how I feel right now. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much. I just life. hope I'm not talking too much or no, no, I, all I, over I, the place. Great. This is, this is great. Um, um, I, I, I would like to now um, explore your work. Uh, so, sure. uh, for example, like uh, reading about you, uh, looking at your work, I've been watching some of your, um, like the, the movies that you have choreographed and, and yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> movies in Pakistan and you are like really yes. uh, well sought after as a choreographer and, and, and to me I, I was when I was uh, reading about you and when I was watching uh, these movies I was thinking because I also have seen other work uh, that you have done and I was thinking so this is this is really beautiful you know like you are making commercial work and beautifully yeah. and you're making really spiritual uh, patriotic political you know like all this stuff and uh, and 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 my question uh, probably because it's, it's, it's just something that i would like to to learn i, I would like to learn from you in a, in a way sure. it's like sure. how do you how do you combine you know like how do you reconcile because sometimes we, as what a great adults, question. we find it difficult. What a great question. Please tell us. Sorry, please. Tell us. I mean, I, you know, it's, I think I, uh, I don't know. Um, I think I'm uh, uh, becoming spiritually uh, aware of God knows what, to be honest. <laughs> You know, it's it's that it's that confusing to answer. Uh, you know what I'm just about to say. Um, so, I was thinking about this for a while now. That, uh, and I've been quoting this in my all my interviews. That I am equally respected. Um, um, you know, in in all aspects. You know, I'm predominantly working in the commercial industry. I have, um, you know, I've choreographed films, I've choreographed item numbers, item numbers meaning which in Pakistan or India are regarded as dirty numbers um, to an audience. Now, that's the reason it's dirty is for an audience in Pakistan, uh, which is very conservative, for them it's dirty. But for you, it's like, it's, it's, it's magical, it's, it's nice, you know, it's got entertainment value, it's got nothing to do with cheapness. Now, I'm choreographing them, I'm choreographing musicals, I run my own dance studio, which runs dance classes. Then simultaneously, I'm doing the Sufi, which is your question. How I try and kind of differ away from them is, I think I'm constantly, um, I'm constantly trying to learn you know, and when you learn um, in any aspect, and because, you know, right now, even outside, my ustads are sitting down and they're having a conversation about arts and they're having a conversation about who is doing what. Um, yesterday, I was with uh, the Kathak maestro of Pakistan, how Birju Maharaj is to India as an ustad or as a, as a head of, um, you know, a classical arts. 
is the name Nahid Siddiqui in Pakistan. So Nahid Siddiqui had called me in Lahore and uh, expressed, uh, you know, the feeling that, you know, I would like to do collaboration with you. Uh, so do you get it? I mean, uh, you know, a great classical maestro is asking a film choreographer to collaborate. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So a great maestro is asking a film choreographer to collaborate. And the reason she wants me to collaborate is because of my contemporary Sufi work that I've created. So consciously, I have to take you back to a little bit of when I came to Pakistan. Um, so when I came to Pakistan, um, prior to that, when I was dancing with my dance partner, uh, Shabnam. Shabnam is, is Baha'i. Um, She's from Iran. Her, her, her father is Iranian and her mother is uh, Bengali. So Shabnam is half caste. Shabnam was always talking about Baha'u'llah. Baha'u'llah is their uh, supreme leader. Um, you know, and Baha'u'llah this and Baha'u'llah that. And Baha'u'llah teaches Sufi teachings. So I was intrigued um, from the very you know, beginning with my father talking about Sufism and so it's embedded in us and Shabnam. So Shabnam uh, and I created a, 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 a music piece, which was Air Rahman's uh, uh, composition, which is called Nurun Allah, which is a film song from a film called Minakshi. Minakshi has been directed by a painter. Um, so it's a beautiful film with beautiful lyrics and all. So when, I, when we choreographed that, in that we wore these fabrics and we kind of were just whirling and just kind of throwing ourselves around like, you know, whatever. And we're just whirling and making, trying to make some sense of the, the things. So that was my initiation of making dance choreography uh, on the Sufi side. Now, simultaneously, we, were, we would offer uh, shows like, you know, um, to back up dance for Bollywood superstars. Now, Bollywood is a big, big influence in the entire world, not even subcontinent, entire world. It's another genre altogether. Now, when you watch Bollywood, so when you're doing, working with Bollywood stars, you have to choreograph for them. So it looks a bit like Bollywood star. So it's such a, you know, it's such a mission mash of between the both that you're, you're doing Bollywood and you're doing this. So when I came to Pakistan and I created my own uh, style, um, that was happen happening simultaneously because I would go to uh, Mazars and I would go to um, these shrines where I would be, you know, there'll be a, a drum player. You know, he's just playing is playing his drum and nobody's allowed to dance. But you know, they will see me and they will call me and they will like, come sit next to us, you know, or dance with us. And that is a blessing, especially at a, at a Sufi shrine. It doesn't happen to everybody. So that is looked upon as you're, you're blessed or you have, a, you have a third eye that is looking at you. Um, so that was happening to me, but I came to Pakistan to be a successful choreographer. So my drive was very much like, oh, yeah, I gotta do something. Now, when I came to Pakistan, it, before that, um, no Western or no one from a Western background had come to Pakistan because Pakistan is a third world country. People leave Pakistan, people don't come back to Pakistan majority of the time. Um, especially as artists, very few uh, uh, choreographers or dancers would deem uh, to come back. So I came back knowingly choosing that this is a virgin land. Now, when I say virgin land, the kind of training that I had, the kind of exposure that I had, I was confident that I'll bring it to Pakistan and um, it will benefit the country. So I came with my own aesthetics 
prior to me, the aesthetics was kind of getting a little old school because the film industry was dying and there was no films being made. So I came in the transition period. Uh, and in that transition period, I got some, I got a head start in, in doing, um, you know, Bollywood musicals and things like that. So when I was doing all of these commercial Bollywood work here, simultaneously, I was going to Mazars and, and being called to come and dance with them. So every time I would go at night and I would just kind of do a little smoke up session with them, <laughs> um, you know, that would just, that would take my mind into another space that why are they calling me? You know, what is the reason behind it? How, how come nobody else gets called? Uh, why do I get called to dance with them? So that connection became a bro connection. You know, hey, bro, what's up? You know, let's kind of hang out with each other as musicians, as artists. Now, commercial side was all about surviving, all about being popular, being really, you know, being in the film industry, dancing, choreographing, keeping up with ideas. So these both things were happening simultaneously, but whatever, whatever thought came to me, I let it come. I let it flow. I didn't, I don't like controlling it. I don't like waiting for it. I want as it's, as it's coming, I'm letting it out, letting it out. And in that letting out, I ended up being equally um, busy with both worlds. You know, I was doing commercial work. I was getting offered commercial work because of my aesthetic, because I was, uh, I moved differently to the previous choreographers who had worked here. I dressed my dancers differently. I had the concept of a dance company. I had a studio. So I was professional. I looked professional. I am, I, I try to be very organized. Um, you know, I've got my website sorted and people like that because as I said, the old school film industry was dying and the new generation of younger people were coming in. So the younger people liked corporate looking things and organized people. So they gave me the chance, the people who are making films right now. So they like people who are organized. Hence, they, they gave me opportunities to choreograph and work with them. Now, the other side, the artistic side was something that I had thought of, as I mentioned earlier, that I wanted to create a modern side of Pakistani dance that is different from folk and that is different from classical. It has to be something that I have to create. And that became, that happened to be the Sufi uh, thought. And that clicked and it became its own uh, genre and identity. Uh, so that's how it works. Beautiful. Crazy I am, right? Oh, <laughs> you said uh, before, before our conversation, you know, like um, when I was reading about you and I was uh, watching uh, your work and, and, and this and that. I was writing the things that, that I wanted to talk with you about, my questions. But I have to say that, um, and I have like many, many questions that I wrote, many things I wanted to like uh, talk about, but everything has been answered in one way or another. Everything. Oh. <laughs> like yeah, so so and and it's nice because uh, my questions were like very in a way very uh, specific and and sometimes personal. Absolutely. And you you kind of like yeah you connected with my questions so thank you. <laughs> no no it's it's and that's what I'm talking about precisely what I'm talking about my Sufi movement is 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 being true to the feeling what the questions you wrote, you wrote it with an intention. 
um, your intention to research on me, to, to know about me, uh, because we're all energy. The entire world is made of energies. The energy that we send out is received by the other person way before time. Um, you know, hence, I, hence my Sufi movement, my Sufi dance is as it comes to me, I deliver. I don't, um, I sometimes, you know, people criticized me in Pakistan initially that I'm not, um, I'm not, uh, I don't, I don't dance the correct way. So people criticized me that I am, I'm a good person, but I can't really dance. Wahab is a good person, but he's not a dancer, dancer. Because my dancing was very free. It's very freestyle. Um, as, as, as I said, as it's coming to me, I would deliver it. So with you, the same thing with this question is because you had thought of questions and they were, they were penetrated so much into, uh, you know, this um, non-tangible space that we all coexist in that they reached me. Back. You're back. You're back. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they reached me way before you even asked me. I don't know. I think I think I'm I'm going wacko. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because I I um yeah, I'm I'm like constantly dancing even when I'm not dancing. Uh, you know, sitting down, listening to people, uh talking to people. And I feel like, um, you know, when I, when I had thought of these times back when I was a younger self, uh, the kind of attention that I thought that dance will get, uh, you know, people like you and, you know, in the recent years, the performances that I've done and the people that I've connected with are a stamp on the idea and the ideology of being yourself and really believing in your instinct um, and just keep going forward, you know, and, and just let, let, you know, let time bake things up and present it to you. Uh, so keep planting the seeds uh, earlier. Now that you're so talking yeah, about time and the future, so where are you heading? Like, what, what is your vision of your future? Um, well, I'm still uh, trying to learn. I'm still trying to better myself, um, produce more work. I think the amount of energy that I have, I'm still not consuming enough um, critically when I say to myself, uh, you know, I'm still not consuming enough energy of mine uh, to pitch forward because me as an artist, this country as a whole and this world um, as a as a collective being deserves to you know see a lot of things from from different minds and different people and there are amazing artists in Pakistan and I'm not talking about myself I'm not even close to like one percent um, of the kind of artists that exist in Pakistan and my aim and goal is that I should be able to document those guys and present them to the world as well uh, and create more and more work and be more productive um, because you know in in pakistan uh, it's it's very important that the world has actually evolved into another space and especially after covid it's becomes even more smaller now you know everybody's online 
and yet still uh, Pakistan is still perceived in the West as a very backward country, still perceived as, you know, um, non-artistic. And I feel if we continue to produce work, someday eventually our government, uh, people in power may, you know, our government, the people in power may just uh, uh, hear us and perhaps start giving attention uh, to, you know, fields like performing arts and, and dance in particular. I was just watching a thing on K-pop um, and how in the 90s, their, um, their prime minister at that time had actually invested heavily into uh, the cultural exports um, of, you know, what Korea is about. And that investment involved, you know, better productions, you know, uh, training their kids at an early stage, providing them the right facilities to train as musicians, dancers, you know, in, in all aspects. Uh, and I think if Pakistan and, and the government in Pakistan starts listening to things like that and starts uh, investing in, in things like that, there will be a lot of artists who are currently, you know, have amazing potential, but they don't have the same reach. Um, so I want to document those artists before it's too late. And I want to put their work out there. That's my goal for next year. Uh, is to document as many artists, record them, um, have them have them preserved, so that one day people can turn around and say, okay, "Listen, you know, in Pakistan we had this guy as well. We had Raja Mughal, you know, we had um, Nahid Siddiqui, you know, we had Bina Jawad, we had Fasir Rahman, we have Indu Mitha, we had uh, Nikhat Chaudhary, you know, we had Farooq Darbar, we had Khuram Tal, and these are the people I can just go on and on at night." and tell you how many artists that are here, but no one knows about them. You know, so that's my goal, is to try and eventually uh, capture them and, and put them online and make them part when of the world. Say, when you say no one knows about them, do you mean no one knows about them outside of, pa of Pakistan or even in Pakistan? Even in Pakistan, the people who know of them are probably a handful of dancers or a handful of uh, people who, you know, even maybe they've seen them live somewhere um, or just kind of connect with them. Uh, but as artists, the kind of reach that they need is, and they have, to, they have to be at, people still don't know them. And especially dance as an art form, it's not, as, as I mentioned earlier, it's not respected as such. Uh, hence, you know, the artist is very fragile. Um, so the artist becomes afraid um, and, and it's so frail that it kind of breaks and he doesn't want to perform anymore. Um, and that is not, just not right. Um, you know, there has to be more and more people that have to perform and there are more and more uh, kids who have to see us. And when I say us, I'm talking about collectively people who are so beautifully uh, talented in the country. Um, but again, because you know, they're not, they're just not projected, you yeah. know, they're not projected by the media, the mainstream media doesn't know them. They think they're too, I don't know, I don't know what they think, to be honest, but they just don't think they're thinking about, you know, domestic violence issues and, and all that, which is great, good for them. They should really talk about it. But the problem is they're not talking about it. They're actually fueling it, <laughs> you know, and then all these, Pakistan has, let's say, 100 channels out of the 100 channels. 99 channels are selling news and they're selling news about who killed whom, who did what, who's doing what, who's 
who's eating the country issues that are that are petty you know what where is the where is the beauty where is the relaxation where is the where is the dialogue where is uh, everything else besides politics besides uh, you know uh, all these really serious issues where is where where can i let my hair loose and just watch and chill when people want to find you they want to know more about you they want to have a dialogue with you a conversation with you how do they find you right so i'm super easy uh, my name is wahab shah w a h a b s h a h um wahab shah dancer pakistan if you type it up i am very easily accessible i am available on all the social medias facebook instagram um i think whatsapp i think my whatsapp number is on it well i shouldn't be <laughs> but uh, i have i'm very easily accessible on all the social media platforms and i tend to attend to all my social media myself so feel free um to do that if you are an e- email person that it is info which is i n f o info.wahabshah@gmail.com and the fastest way to reach me through my email <laughs> that was just you know my broadcaster voice <laughs> so you think is there anything that i am not um asking you that you would like to say before we we wrap up Anything mm. you'd like to share? Anything? No, I think um no, I think I I actually enjoyed this. Uh this was more like a conversation and I I love it because I've been I've given so many interviews to Pakistani um uh, channels and podcasters but all the interviews has been so where are you from? Acha question number 1, question number 2, question number 3 and like really mm, but this one has been more very I don't know, it just it just flowed <laughs> and that's yeah, what i loved about for it for me the same yeah. for me the same uh, it's been yeah. very as i was i just hope your listeners yeah i just hope your listeners um uh enjoy it as much as we enjoyed discussing with each other i'm sure they will i'm sure the energy will go out thank you so much for joining us in this episode the experimenters is hosted and produced by me anna corey with intro and outro music by Gerardo Perez Justi. If you enjoyed this episode, then do us a favor and rate and review us on iTunes. It is a tremendous help in getting our message out there. And you know, let us know what you like. Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.